Hi, everybody, and welcome to The Late Show. I'm Nelson Late. Today, I have a very special guest, Claudia Diaz, uh, who is a NLP life coach. We'll ask her about what that title exactly is. And uh, Claudia is actually joining us uh, from South Africa. Hi, Claudia. How are you doing today? Hey, I'm good, thanks. How are you doing? I'm great. Thank you so much for joining us today on my program. Um, first of all, NPL, what does that stand for? So it's NLP, which is Neuro Linguistic Pro. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Linguistic. No worries. So it's Neuro Linguistic Programming. Um, and we basically use um, simple techniques that helps to rewire the neuro pathways in the brain to change different patterns of uh, doing things and beliefs that no longer serve us. Um, so all, all things like that. Very good. Very good. And how long have you been doing it? Um, roughly four, since 2019. So four years that I did my NLP course and um but basically, this year has been the busiest year for me. So I'm really busy with it this year. But it's been practicing quite a few years now. Very good. Um, I know Very we've good. spoken uh, before on the phone and everything. Uh, but your accent is really awesome. So I'm pretty sure people are loving that already. Because I we <laughs> never had anyone from South Africa on any of our Palma pl platforms. So you're the first. You made history right now. <laughs> yeah. So this is exciting. This is exciting. And we have some exciting news to talk about a little bit later in the interview. Uh, we'll go about that a little bit later. But uh, first of all, let's talk about um, what I believe is your life passion, correct, which is mental health. Let's talk to a little bit about that. When did you realize that that is something you wanted to help people with? So um, I've always been the type of person that's, that's um a people pleaser serving, you know, in any way I can. However, my journey with this started um, 13 and a half years ago when we lost my younger sister to suicide. And um, as anybody can imagine, but unless you've been through it, you don't really know. It turns your whole world upside down because you don't only lose the person you love, there's a lot of aspects that come with it and guilt being one of them and the other one um the stigma there's a big stigma um attached to suicide so for me it was um i'm a i'm a solutions-based person so i if if there's a problem and i need to fix it i need to understand what it is so i can find the solution and get there and I'm, you know, obviously with, with suicide, there's a lot of questions that um, comes with it. And I needed to understand what causes somebody to, to go to those extremes. And especially the fact my sister didn't leave any note. Um, so we didn't really know why. Um, I mean, there were certain factors that, that led up to it, but we never thought that that would happen. So that just led me to asking questions and researching and studying and learning. Um, and then it led me to understanding, trying to understand the brain and how the brain works and how um, 
we we end up changing those neuropathways and the neural network in the brain with extended periods of anxiety and depression and that's where basically um it led me to to this path um i lost my dad seven years ago as well um and that was to cancer but it was based and derived from not being able to deal with my sister's death and um it's something that that we will discuss at a later stage as well is that if we don't take care of our mental and emotional health it manifests physically and that's when the body creates a disease um to to let you know that there's a mental or emotional aspect that you need to heal and process so that's where in a nutshell how led me to this path yeah, and I'm sorry about the about the loss sure of your sister. Um, full disclosure, Claudia and I have been friends for for a significant amount of time, so I I've kind of known about the the story. It's it's still very sad, and and I know there's a lot of people, maybe probably even listening to this program, that are that could relate to you. They lost a loved one, or know someone who lost a loved one uh, to suicide, and uh, mental health is a serious issue worldwide. Um, I mean. We could go into the details comparing, like I said, the United States to South Africa, whatnot. Um, I don't really want to go too much into that. But from your standpoint of where we are uh, and where you live, uh, how do you think the whole mental issue, uh, mental illness, wellness issue is being addressed there in South Africa? So it has um, come more into the spotlight recently. However, there is still a huge stigma um, attached to mental illness and mental health. And um, my biggest passion is not only to assist people um, who've lost loved ones to suicide, um, but to, to raise awareness um, to those who are struggling. Because, you know, there's, and, and I mean, I don't know if you've heard it, if you heard a few months ago when, for instance, Sinead O'Connor uh, passed away that became huge and even yes. here it was spoken about so much and um I, you know I've, i hear of suicides happening every day um but that one hit me pretty hard when everybody kept saying you know follow um check on your loved ones make sure they're okay trust me if somebody is wanting to commit suicide they're not going to come and tell you um, most of the times there right. are a lot of times that they do but a lot of times they won't and I think we need to raise more awareness um, for those that are struggling and let them know that finding help and uh, seeking help is not a weakness it, it's actually a strength it actually takes a lot of strength and courage to go out and seek help um, so it's easy to push things aside and try not to deal with it it takes a lot more strength and courage to actually deal with and process and actually ask somebody for help. And there's no weakness and there's no shame in that. Um, if you're struggling, there's so many people out there that are that are willing to help and even just willing to listen. And even for so many of us who who haven't been trained in in dealing with somebody who's suicidal, um, you know, there's all we need. All anybody needs is somebody to listen to you. We don't really want you to to solve our problems. We just want someone to listen to, and to help to give a different perspective sometimes. 
So for my, my passion is raising awareness um, for those who are struggling. That there is help out there. And um, I know in South Africa, it's extremely expensive. If you don't have a, a proper health care plan, um, you're pretty much um, on your own in the sense because the medication alone is expensive. Therapy is very expensive. And I mean, I'm part of a group that's worldwide on Facebook that um, supports siblings who've lost loved ones to suicide. Well, who've lost siblings to suicide, sorry. And majority of the people on the group are from the States and they tell me pretty much the same thing happens there. So it, it seems to be a worldwide thing where, where medication is just sometimes so expensive and out of reach and then people are struggling because they can't get the, the right medication and the right therapy and that's the sad part. So my my uh, passion is to just raise awareness and be there for those that can't afford to 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 pay for therapy. Um, you know, just just to teach, educate um, everybody so that we don't have to fear it and we don't have to feel shame or or scared of speaking to anybody or trying to help anybody that's struggling. I, I I also notice um, based on our previous conversations that a lot of the times um, you you talk to people who had major um, life experiences, something that happened in their life that pretty much makes them become um, have those thoughts, I should say, almost overnight. Right after this experience that they had, they went from a perfectly normal person to someone who's now struggling in life. Can you tell us a little bit about that? So there's different instances. Like, for instance, with my sister, um, she had bipolar. Um, she wasn't properly diagnosed. We And to be honest, I mean, in at that time, I didn't fully understand or know mental illness as well. So she wasn't properly diagnosed and she wasn't properly medicated. Um, she did see a psychiatrist to try to put her on medication um, but because she was one of those that liked to party, uh, drink and smoke weed to to escape the, the demons in her head, um, it contradicts a lot with the medication. So she didn't stay on the medication. And obviously having a mental illness, it will get worse, you know. But if it's circumstantial, say, for instance, you've lost your job and you're struggling to to make ends meet. And I mean, financial uh, problems are, are a huge factor to drive somebody to to that point. Um, it doesn't just happen overnight, though. Um, so, it, you know, sometimes it can be a spur of the moment thing, but it's very seldom. And most of the times it's somebody who's struggling with um, different aspects in their life that lead up to one leading up to the next to the next to the next and then we get that and if you don't process and you don't find help and to to learn how to find different perspectives in how to deal with your emotions then it then it just compounds and that's when we get that explosion or that um you know jumping off the edge type, so to speak yeah, and you know, I, 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 I think this is like a, a parent's worst like nightmare. As a parent, as a parent, I mean, I think about the well-being of my kids, and and you can never tell what's in someone's mind. And I give you a couple of good examples. I mean, Robin Williams, uh, he was he was uh, on TV and and on movies. He was a happy, 
you know, comedian guy and, and he ended up uh, committing suicide. And then another, mm-hmm. another example is Richard Jenny, which a lot of people might not know. He was also a comedian, a uh, very funny man. And I remember watching one of his uh, stand-up specials where he, on one of his uh, bits, he was talking about suicide and how he was depressed because of his love life. And then he, even sang the uh, the uh, Brian Adams the cuts like a knife song like it was it was funny but no one would have imagined that he was actually having those thoughts so it is it is a pretty scary thing for someone to think that uh, a, a a close loved one a family member a child a cousin a aunt uncle who knows it could be anybody it could be a friend you know and and they're having these thoughts and, and you can never tell I mean. Is there any advice that you could give on how to maybe approach someone that you you might not even suspect that they're going through this? So, you know, a lot of people ask me, do you see the signs? What are the signs? And it's different for everybody. Like if we're going to be looking at for every sign that may be a suicidal ideation, we're going to become a paranoid nation. Um, right. And, and that's why, you know, um, I'm so big on raising the awareness for those that are struggling. Um, because, yes, they, they send out those signals. Yes, like, like you say, like Robin Williams. I mean, he was the funniest and always the happiest person. Little did we know. I mean, obviously, he did um, raise awareness about his mental illness and all of that. But nobody would have ever thought that it would go to that point. Um, same with my sister. She was the life of the party. She would walk in when Sylvia came into a party. That was it. You know that the party would start, and there wasn't a party without her. She was the happiest person. She when when she passed away, a lot of her friends came up to us and said they couldn't believe she had done that because she would be the one um, helping them through their mental struggles and their um, dark moments. And they couldn't believe that she would now go go in and, and do something like that. So, you know, as a parent, as a loved one, notice the change in behavior. Um, there's going to be changes. Sometimes they'll be super depressed and then all of a sudden they, they're super happy and you think, well, okay, they're okay now. And that's, that's not the case. Or, you know, um, especially when it's with teenagers and especially teenagers are so um, emotionally driven. So it's so hard to, to pick up. And then those that, you know, a lot of the teenagers love to spend time in their rooms and alone and isolate themselves. So it's, it's opening up the um, communication portal between you and that loved one and continuously letting them know that you're there no matter what. There's no judgment and there's no shame um because a lot of them do feel like you know they they're there's no hope there's no they that they're a burden to 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 their loved ones um i honestly last year um i wasn't working so i was struggling to get work and all of that and i mean there were times where where i got really close to that edge because like i was getting help from loved ones and my mom especially but you know you 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 tend to feel like you're a burden to your loved ones and and that just amplifies the feelings of depression and anxiety and all of that so 
it's it's just a matter of reaching out and showing love and and reminding them you know we think that oh they know they love us they know we love them but you know if we keep telling them you know no matter what you do i will love you i'll never judge you and i'll always be here no matter what and that's for me is just raising that awareness being being there being present and and showing the love and and that there is no shame and that there is no judgment that's that's great advice um so if someone realizes that they have a loved one that really needs help i mean what would you think would be the the very first step they should they should take i know it, it really varies a lot from region to region but uh, uh well what's your what's your best advice on that so if you if you suspect i mean you know a lot of us tend to sh- think that if we go and confront the person that's that suicide that we think may be suicidal that if we mention the word suicide we're now putting um ideas in their head but um right. it actually isn't the case so if you if you suspect you've got a friend that's really suicidal you and and you know very close to that and it's okay to say to them, I, you know, I've noticed you're struggling. Are you having uh, suicidal ideations? Are you thinking of ending, um, you know, ending it all? What, what are your thoughts? What, where are you in, in your thought process? And then see where they're at. If they've made arrangements of, if they've already thought of how they're going to do it or made arrangements, if you start seeing somebody that's all of a sudden planning wills and stuff like that and, and, giving away um, property, you know, uh, valuable stuff, um, then th- those are all signs. So speak to them, ask them. And then the f- next best thing is get them help. Um, get them somewhere where they can be monitored as soon as possible if, the, if they're that close, you know. Um, they need to be in a in a place, in a facility, somewhere that they can at least be monitored. Now, a lot of people will say that in in these hostels, are uh, one of my friends um, just in August um, ended his life inside a facility. So that's you know wow. it it can happen, but if you if you be proactive and get them the help, then they've got a fighting chance. It's not just trusting that you'll speak to them, leave them alone, and then tomorrow everything's going to be fine. You know be proactive, go get them the help. And I know in, in the States, for instance, um, the 988 number, I think it's 988, um, they're pretty good. Um, we once on one of our suicide support groups um, on a call and one of the, the siblings was really struggling and then she put the phone down on us and then we met uh, one of the other siblings that stays in the States. She called... Um, to do a wellness check. I mean, you guys really have that um, really working well there in the States. So it's just being proactive, using the resources that you have, and don't be afraid to 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 mention to the person. Ask them straight out because that just it just highlights to them and it almost um, makes them conscious of what they're thinking because, like, they do try to hide it. You know, if they really are planning it, it's it's because there's that shame to it so so don't be afraid to ask them straight out and you again you, you previously you mentioned uh, a facebook group uh, can you tell us the name of that facebook group again please so it's um survivors of sibling suicide 
Um, so it's predominantly, there are a lot of groups for all types of um, support for anybody who's lost loved ones to su suicide. But our group is specifically based for siblings because um, as siblings, we're known as the forgotten mourners. Um, you know, when, 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 when a family member dies to suicide, um, everybody runs to the parents, like especially the mom, you know, we need to help the mom right. and, and focus mainly on the mom or the dad and, and the grandparents and siblings are usually the ones that are forgotten in, in the whole grieving process. Um, and people tend to forget that we had a bond with our siblings um, closer than than most people. You know, a lot of right. a lot of siblings, it's the only sibling, and and now they're left alone. And I can honestly say that when we lost my sister, I didn't only lose my sister that night; I lost both my parents because they were never the same again. And honestly, to say neither was I, and still not. But. Um, you know, at that point, when 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 we're struggling, we want our parents, no matter what. You know what I mean. So, when right. when you lose a sibling and your parents are falling apart and you don't you don't know where to turn to, you feel completely alone and now there's no support. So, for years, I struggled to find support for myself as a as a sibling. I remember at one stage I was struggling because my parents were really, really going through the motions and, you know, taking it out on the people closest to them. And I was staying with them at that time. So, you know, in a, in many ways I was, um, I was there as that uh, person that, that they were projecting everything to. So there was no support in those days. Well, I didn't find any at that time for myself. And my cousin actually told me to go maybe speak to the priest at my church that um, I kind of felt like a connection with. He seemed like he was a, a nice person and, and his sermons at, at Mass on a Sunday, I seemed to connect to. So I booked an appointment with him and I went to go sit with him one night and when I was telling him just everything I was feeling, he turned around and said, this process isn't about you. It's about your parents. Your parents are the ones struggling. They're the ones that lost their daughter. You just need to be patient and, you know, um, be there for them. And and I don't know what happened uh, because when I walked out of there, I was ready to go and do the same my sister did because now I'm completely alone. By some wow. grace of God, I, I didn't, and thank God I didn't. But um, so there wasn't support. So with this group that we run, uh, we have we have weekly meetings uh, twice a week um, on a Wednesday night in 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 the states and a Sunday morning in the states, and we host um, support groups that you can just come and talk and um, vent and express. And then we've got the Facebook page where you you're able to share and and support each other through it. So it's a huge support system for for those of us that are siblings left behind. Very good, great information, and I'm glad you found the help. Also, wow, that is uh, tough, and and I'm sorry you went through that, and I feel bad for anyone who has. And uh, I'm glad we're having this conversation because there's probably someone out there that's listening, thinking that they're kind of alone and, and oh, hopefully give some hope and help. Mm -hmm. 
So let's lighten up the mood a little bit here because uh, we, we don't have a whole lot of time left. But uh, I wanted to first uh, be the first to make the announcement. So Claudia Diaz, of course, if, if you haven't figured it out by now, Claudia is Portuguese. E ela fala português muito bem. Não falas, Claudia? We'll see. <laughs> so Claudia is joining the Palma family as well. Uh, she's going to be a part of uh, Palma Talk with her own podcast with her friend. So tell us a little bit about what the title of the program will be and uh, a little bit about your co-hosts and what the show will be about. So um, when you, when you um, uh, mentioned uh, the possibility and opportunity of doing this, at first I was, you know, uh, freaked out because I don't, um anyway but um so thinking about it and and i felt well you know what it's a great opportunity to raise awareness and i have my friend and business partner cassandra she's not portuguese she was married to a portuguese at one stage so i suppose you can say she's had some portuguese in her at some point but right um so she um her and i met a few years ago, because I used to volunteer for a group here in South Africa um, under the Community Policing Forum, you know, with crime being so so bad in South Africa, um, a lot of the communities have come together to assist the police in policing our communities. So the, the one in our area then has a subdivision called the Victim Support Unit, and I volunteered there, so we would go and counsel uh, victims of crime or anything um, related to crime, trauma, anything like that. And that's where I met Cassandra um, in, in that group, and we became friends, and we both did the NLP life coaching course, and that's how we started working together she's also very passionate i mean she's done criminology so she's very uh passionate about the same the same topics as as i am we run here um uh, workshops that basically help and assist anybody um with anxiety depression burnout um goal settings um anything that you need to help to, to get from A to B in, in a healthy way without sometimes having to do it without medication or anything like that. So um, what we what we want to do and when when we discussed and she's quite, um, um, I want to say keen, but you didn't know what the word keen was the other day, so interested um, to do this with me, is that we want to raise awareness on suicide. We want to raise... Um, awareness on supporting giving you tips and tools for instance christmas is coming up um the festive season is really hard for a lot of people i know for myself my dad died in december so for me if i could skip christmas every year i'm 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 okay with that it's one of the hardest times if you're grieving loved ones so we want to we want to give you tips. We want to give you tools. We want to give you um, guidance and support through these times on how to get through times like this. Um, and then as well, so we're, what we'll do is one week we'll do the mental health and emotional health stuff. And then in every second week, then we'll 
maybe keep it light and start let's talk a bit about life here in South Africa because <laughs> there's never a dull moment here. We um oh. we have a lot of problems, but I think our nation is one of the most resilient and we get through everything. So there's a lot that we can discuss and that we can raise um, awareness and about our country, about what we go through. And, and there's a lot of fun to it as well. So that's basically what, what our purpose and what our drive is with, with having this podcast. And we decided on the name called Journey Through the Mind with C squared. And it's C squared because she's Cassandra and I'm Claudia. So, you know, the two C's. Cassandra with a C, right? With C, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's basically what's what we we try we're gonna try and achieve through through our podcasts. So and and a, there's a huge there's a huge Portuguese community in South Africa still, correct? Yes, absolutely. There is. Um, there was a lot more, so a lot have left, but there's a huge still Portuguese community. Um, so, I mean, we have, uh, especially this last few months, we've had festivals after festivals. So there is a huge com uh, Portuguese community. Sadly, it's it's dwindled a little bit in terms of. Um, being connected, you know how the youngsters are. They they tend to divert from the Portuguese culture in many ways. So there are still the Portuguese clubs that try to 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 keep that culture alive, and you know all the fashions that goes on and everything just to keep the culture alive. But there's very much still a huge Portuguese community, and I mean even here in South Africa, uh, there's no better food than the Portuguese food. So yeah. That is true. We do have we do have some amazing things. Should be proud of that. <laughs> so uh, we're we're coming to the end of our interview. Uh, if there's any, if you want to give one more message out uh, about what we spoke, um, you know, one one important message for for whoever's listening to to resonate with. Uh, resonate what would that message be? So just basically um, be kind to yourself. Um, you know, the world is going through so much uh, transformation and torment at the moment with all the wars everywhere and everybody's just focused on the negative. If we can just try and focus on uh, more positive. So how do we focus more on the positive um, in our lives? It's hard to just switch that that uh, flip that switch right um but when we're just seeing negativity around us all the time i mean i'm sure if you watch the news there all you see is war and corruption and everything bad going around the world never mind in your own country but if we can just um focus on something positive in your life and how do we focus on that so something that's um you're grateful for, for instance, if you can focus on things that you're grateful for, that switch, that shifts the mindset automatically. And because when you're grateful for something, it means that it's something that you've already achieved in your life that you've already accomplished. And that then just shifts the mind. And we will go more into it in our, in our talks about how the mind works and the brain and the subconscious brain works 
with all of that. But if you can just think of one thing that you're positive for every morning, you slowly start shifting the mindset and then you'll start seeing life in a different way and you change perspective on how to look at life. So if if there's anything that I can leave with anybody is just shift your mindset and be kind to yourself. You know, um, we so easily beat ourselves up for everything and we forget to look at all the things we accomplish and achieve every single day. So start looking at, at, at those things instead of only the negative and what you haven't and still have to do. Awesome. Great message, Claudia. Great message, Claudia. So I, I wanted to thank you for the interview. I wanted to welcome you and Cassandra to the Palma family. Really looking forward to having you guys on. And um, and we'll announce the schedule for the podcast really soon. And I will be on Palma Talk. Uh, uh, I just wanted to remind all the listeners that all these programs that are on Palma One will no longer be on Palma One starting January 1st. You'll be able to catch it all on Palma Talk only, or with only a couple of exceptions for programs that are not usually scheduled. All the podcasts and shows will be on Palma Talk. Once again, Claudia, thank you so much for all the insight um, and uh, all the help, all of the information, and looking forward to having you on our on our platform. Thank you, and thank you for the opportunity and for all the work that you do. And I mean, I know it's been um a long road for you but you're getting there and you're there Thank so you. um you know celebrate all that you've achieved as well um and all that you bring to everybody around and the communities all over the world you're connecting people all over the world and that's great so thank you for that well, thank you for the kind words, and I'm surrounded by amazing people that make it happen every day. So, I'm grateful to them, and and now you're you're one of them. So, thank you so much. Awesome. All right, Claudia. Well, it was nice talking to you. Uh, we'll see you on the Palma Talk side with your new program. We'll have all the details for everyone soon here on our platform. In the meantime, everybody have a great week, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye, everybody. Bye.